Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, welcome to episode 162 of my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. How would you like to have your very own personal trainer? available to you seven days a week, 24 hours a day for less than $20 per month. A trainer that can see you, give you real-time feedback, correct your form, and give you a score as to your performance. Well, if you do, then listen to my next guest, Mike Tellum, co-founder of Kimtai, a digital home fitness company. The first thing that people typically get excited about is as you just open up Kimtai and start the, the first workout, it scans your body and identifies all the data points in your body, shoulders, your elbows, your arms, your legs. And you feel that connection because as you move, you can see that Kemtai is seeing you and you can see a visual of your skeleton on the screen. You see that Kemtai is following what you're doing. And that is a very magical moment because you understand what the software is does and what it can give you. Mike Tellum is the co-founder of Kimtai, a digital home fitness company that uses artificial intelligence and computer vision to provide a virtual gym with real-time precise feedback. He is a serial entrepreneur with extensive experience in building and marketing digital products. Mike lives in Israel with his wife and their two teenage sons. He has a black belt in the martial arts and he is a master swimmer. And I am pleased to have Mike Tellum on my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. Mike, how are you? I'm very good, thanks. And thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you on the show. But before we talk about Kim Tai, Mike, tell my listeners a little more about you. Where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? So I grew up in Israel. I'm almost 45 years old and uh, had a pretty regular and good life here in Israel. I actually moved to the United States for a couple of years when I was in eighth and ninth grade. So that was uh, a very nice experience. I lived in New York, so I'm still a Giants fan um, <laughs> and follow uh, U.S. sports uh, quite closely, whether it's the NFL now and the NBA a little bit earlier. And and then I came back, uh, studied high school in Israel, uh, served in the army, as most of us do, and studied psychology in the university. Excellent. So you live in Israel now. What part of Israel do you live in? So I live in the central part, close to Tel Aviv, for those of you that, that know it. My town is called Givat Shmuel. Very nice place, about 15 to 20 minutes from the beach. Um, so now the, the pools are actually closed, but we can still swim in the Mediterranean. And the weather in Israel is quite comfortable for swimmers because we hardly get any winter here, maybe just two or three months. Ah, sounds nice, man. Well, I'm in New York, and so right now it's kind of cold and rainy. 
So we we are kind of can we can appreciate the sunny weather you guys have in Israel right about now. Indeed. Were you interested in fitness as a child? And if so, were there any role models in your life that inspired you? Yes, I loved fitness. And as a child, I would obviously just call it sports. I played a lot of group sports um, around school and very early on started doing competitive sports. So I think I was five when I started practicing martial arts and judo specifically at that point. And that nice. was that was uh, together with uh, my grandfather, who's probably that that uh, I- ideal person that I was always looking up to. He was also a black belt, and we even managed towards he was getting older, obviously, but we were able to practice a few times together as black belt on the same uh, on the at the same time. And that that was that was a very exciting and a very emotional time. I also played soccer on a team in my town and I played professional squash. I was actually the Israeli junior champion at squash. So you could say that I was that I was very much into sports. There were a few years where I did all three of these things at the same time. I'm not sure how exactly, but I loved doing sports um, since I was young. And at a later age, obviously, you start looking at it slightly differently from the fitness perspective, from the health perspective. Maybe you don't do the same things because of your body or because you don't want to go crazy because if I do judo or play soccer, I might do things that I shouldn't do uh, because you get excited. Uh, But I definitely love sports and fitness very, very much. But when when did the entrepreneur bug hit you? So that's an interesting question because as I was getting into high tech, which was uh, kind of a fluke or a mistake, um, I was never interested in high tech. I didn't like computers, especially when I was uh, growing up uh, in the 80s and 90s. Uh, I got into it because there were a lot of job openings and I thought, well, you know, there's a limit to how many years I should be a waiter, uh, even though I was a pretty yeah. good, I was a pretty good waiter, but you know, uh, I decided that there's some opportunities there. And even while I was at high tech and, you know, the whole startup concept and culture started in Israel, uh, following a little bit, you know, what happened in Silicon Valley. And, and all the success stories, I always used to say, you know, it's better to have a good job, a steady job. Uh, I don't necessarily see myself opening up a startup. But after a few years in the market, gaining experience, you start to see things that could be better, that could be done differently. And I was lucky enough to have uh, my best friend from high school, also in high tech, and in 2009, without thinking about it too deeply, which is, I think, something good for an entrepreneur. If you think about it too much, you'll never do it. But the chances are against you. The odds are against you. And we decided to leave our jobs about five minutes after that 2009 financial crisis where everybody thought that the world was going down, if you recall. And we decided that we're going to go after our idea which was around personalization of websites. 
And we went ahead and did that. And that was the start of my uh, entrepreneurship uh, uh, mentality, I would say. Later on, I think I would look back at some of the things that I've done as I was an employee in other organizations. And I guess I can see that I was always into trying new things and taking responsibility and being very committed to what I'm doing. So I guess it started brewing back then. That sounds really good. But now what are some of the pros and cons of being an entrepreneur, Mike? So obviously one of the pros, it's, it tends to be very interesting, very challenging in a good way. My father was an entrepreneur in a few companies as well, and I saw the times that he succeeded and the times that he failed. Um, you do get a lot of ups and downs, and you need to be able to handle them. And not, I don't mean that as it's going down, you don't care or you don't feel anxious or even concerned. But there's something inside you that tells you it'll come back up again if I do enough about it. But being able to take those times, you know, when you care about something, you feel very bad when it doesn't work well. And in any business of your own, it doesn't matter if it's a restaurant or a high-tech startup, you care a lot. And then you have a lot of good times and a lot of bad times. I like to say that it's very similar to being a professional athlete, I think, because if you think about most professional athletes, most of the time they lose. They get to the semifinals, they get to the finals, maybe sometimes they don't even get there. They lose and they lose and they lose at a certain point, right? And once in a while, they win the whole thing. Even, you know, you look at uh, the Lakers that have just won, you know, the NBA title and specifically LeBron James. Yeah, he has a lot of titles, but he lost a bunch of times. And you look at people who have got, you know, won gold medals in the Olympics. You remember that, but they also lost many times. And as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to lose or not succeed a lot of times and keep on going. And that's, potentially one possibly one of the hardest things about being an entrepreneur. If you can do that, then you can, you can do the rest. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast will benefit from that advice. You know what I mean? Excellent. Thank you. Now, most of your work has been, as you said, in the high tech space, was there an, an aha moment that motivated you to move into the fitness space and create Kim Tai? It was a combination between the fact that both I and my two co-founders, Moore Amitai and Naomi Karen, are very much into fitness and sport. Naomi is a Pilates instructor as a hobby. Moore loves running and working out at home. I had times where I used to work out in front of YouTube videos. And the second piece of this equation is that Moore and Naomi have been dealing in computer vision for around 15 years. And they actually had a previous startup that dealt with computer vision. So now you have a group of three people that like sports, that like fitness, that know what can be done with computer vision and know what it takes to create a product, to create a company. And we very quickly got to the idea of 
leveraging computer vision to see what you're actually doing and giving you feedback. As, a, as an amateur athlete, I've always been very aware of the importance of guidance and feedback. I always ask whatever trainers around, you know, look at what I'm doing. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Don't tell me that I'm doing great. Just tell me what I'm doing wrong, how I can get better. And I like to get that advice, even if it's sometimes hard to follow. And we thought, well, why can't we use computer vision to give that type of advice? And that is Kemtai. Now, what does Kemtai actually mean? I mean, where did the name come from? So the name itself doesn't have a specific meaning, but more of a feel, we hope, that a feeling of something dynamic, an action that you can take, but also something that sounds calming and sounds connected to the whole concept of wellness. Um, to some people, it sounds a little bit Eastern or Asian, perhaps. Right. Um, but it doesn't have any specific meaning. We just really liked the sounds of it. We spent some time looking for various names. It's actually not that easy to find the name that nobody else has used. Yeah. And we, we were able to do that. And we also always reminded ourselves that just like with children, products also make the name. True. That the product, the name is very important. Very important. But now explain what can a user expect to experience um, from Kemtai and what makes it more effective than other fitness apps on the market today? So that's, that's a great question in terms of what makes Kemtai more effective. Kemtai actually sees you as you work out and can see if you're doing things right or wrong and can also give you a score so you understand your actual performance. And as you're doing a specific exercise, let's say you're doing squats, something that everybody can relate to, Kemtai notices that your back is not straight and would tell you with audio and visual cues that you should straighten your back or that you shouldn't go so low and as you follow the instructions, you start feeling the engagement, the connection to the technology that is helping you do the exercise in the best way possible so the workout is more effective and also more fun. The first thing that people typically get excited about is as you just open up Kemtai and start the, the first workout, it scans your body and identifies all the data points in your body, shoulders, your elbows, your arms, your legs. And you feel that connection because as you move, you can see that Kemtai is seeing you and you can see a visual of your skeleton on the screen. You see that Kemtai is following what you're doing. And that is a very magical moment because you understand what the software is does and what it can give you. Wow. <laughs> This can be a huge hit. I really yes. see this. And my background is in training myself. And the thing is, when I heard about Kemtai, I was so blown away by it. It's definitely a game changer now. But can you tell me, if I'm looking to build muscle or if I'm looking to uh, increase my cardiovascular conditioning, can Kemtai help me with that? Yes. Kemtai has most of the types of exercises and workouts that you would expect to find in other applications. And this goes to your question about the difference as well. But 
and you'll find things like running in place and jumping jacks and, and other things for cardio and small or large weights or push-ups or other core exercises to build your muscles. But the fact that it gives you feedback, the fact that you can see if you're doing it well and how well you're doing it means that each and every movement, each and every exercise is so much more effective. So if you want to build muscles, as we all know, doing the proper movement, sometimes even more slowly, and doing it correctly, and seeing that you're getting a 90 or not a 70, immediately, in real time, means that whether you had 10 minutes for a workout or 50 minutes, that time is so much more effective than what it would be if you were just following a video in YouTube or some other apps, or maybe riding a bike at home, which is very, very limited in terms of what you're doing and has practically zero feedback in terms of, are you doing it well? You can practically sit on that bike and have a cup of coffee. Everything else will still continue the same. That's, that's true, that's true. And as a trainer, I'm always correcting the form of clients. And as you know, Technique, form is everything when it comes to uh, performing the activities. Yes, that is typically the most important thing. It also is very important in terms of avoiding injury, doing things the wrong way, or sometimes fooling yourself, thinking that you have improved while, in fact, you're just doing more repetition but not in the proper way. And being able to be more effective in the same amount of time is so important. Everybody's very busy. You know, home fitness is great. First and foremost, because you can, you don't need to spend too much time around it. You don't need to drive anywhere. And now you can do so much more and be so much more effective in the same time period. That is very, very helpful for the users uh, that are using Kentai. Definitely, definitely. Now, what do you need in order to use Kemtai? I mean, do you need a laptop, desktop? What do you need? All you need is a laptop or a desktop, basically a computer with a camera. You don't need any special computer. You don't need to buy any $2,500 device in order to use Kemtai. It's just show a laptop and your browser and a decent internet connection. Uh, um, your videos are not recorded, uh, are not even saved anywhere. The system really looks at you like a human being and gives the feedback in real time. No information is being sent to the cloud about your workout. And the only thing you need is that laptop and a little bit of room in your house to work out if you want to take it out and do it on the porch or in the garden. If there's good weather, you can do that too. It's relatively not sensitive to lighting and you know the space around you. So it's very, very convenient and very, very easy to work out with Kemtai and also very affordable because you don't need to buy anything special. But can you also use Kemtai on mobile phones? Not right now. We've decided not to develop Kentai for mobile phones, because when you think about it, the user experience for something like Kentai on a mobile phone 
is quite problematic. The screen is very small. You'd have to put the phone on the floor and it'll be very difficult to interact with the system. If you think about it, it's similar to Zoom sessions, right? That everybody's doing nowadays. Yes. As, as much as you can control it, you would prefer having the Zoom session on your laptop. Yes, it can work on a phone, but it's not very convenient and you would never pick that as the first choice. So Kentai will run on mobile devices later on, probably next year, but we think that the better experience would always be on something like a laptop and later on maybe on smart TVs or on a device that's connected to a larger screen just because you can see what's going on a lot better and experience this interactive content, see exactly what the trainer is doing and follow their guidance and get the feedback and really make the most out of your workout. Hmm. Awesome, awesome. How long are the exercise programs and how many exercise programs are in the app? So there are a few hundred different workouts. Some of them wow. are, are five, to, some of them, yeah, are five to 10 minute workouts with maybe just five to 10 exercises. Some of them are as long as an hour. You can do a few workouts, you know, one after the other. There are various trainers in Kentai. These are not just Kentai trainers, but external personal trainers can also upload their content to Kentai. And then Kentai runs its processing and learns those movements to enable you as a user to pick a trainer of your choice. We have trainers from Japan, from Singapore, from Brazil, huh. from New York, from Israel, from various places. And the idea is also to be a platform that enables trainers to bring forth their style of exercise, their types of workout. And just like in YouTube, you can choose who do you want to watch. In Kentai, you can choose who would train you and you would get feedback based on their way of doing a squat, not necessarily Mike's way of doing a squat. So you can choose the trainer that you prefer. Hmm. Now that's, again, a, a game changer when it comes to personal training, because I do know some trainers who would be interested in learning about their Kentai. But now how do trainers get paid for their experience, for their expertise? So right now, th these are relatively early days with Kintai, but the idea is that trainers would get paid a percentage of the revenue that comes from people working out with their sessions. So similar to what, you know, music apps are doing, where if a lot of people subscribe and listen to your music, then you'll get a specific percentage of that. And if maybe a few, you know, less people listen to someone else, then that singer or songwriter would get a little bit less. The idea is to share a percentage of that revenue with them and also enable them to get to so many more customers. If you're a great personal trainer, why should you be limited to the people that live around you specifically? If you're a great trainer, why not let users from around the world work out with you, get your type of feedback. This is really kind of bringing you, the trainer, to life in other people's homes. And if you're a very good trainer, not necessarily a celebrity, but a good trainer right. that provides good workouts and good feedback, 
a lot of people around the world using Kentai will enjoy choosing your workouts. I like that concept completely, but you're still in the early stages of this, though, as far as building this out, correct? Yes, we've launched, because of COVID, we've launched an initial preliminary version quite early around April. Just wanted people to enjoy it and be able to use what was available then. We're now getting close to a very substantial new version that includes these workouts that I mentioned and also studio workouts where you can choose, for instance, Pilates for beginners or for advanced or high intensity training or yoga, and also developing a concept we call the adaptive coach that changes the workout in the middle of the workout based on your actual performance at that moment. So if I see that something is too difficult for you, I, I might lower the level or the intensity in the next exercises. But if I see you're doing very well, I might increase the intensity in the next exercises. So this is even taking this whole concept of real-time feedback another step forward. So those things are coming out pretty soon. We would probably be announcing it in a couple of weeks. So I guess you got a sneak peek here to these concepts. And we think that now in terms of having enough content, various types of workouts and exercises, the product has made a lot of progress and we're seeing users enjoy it more and work out with it on a regular basis. Do you think Kimtai will inspire more of us to actually work out at home? I think so. You know, home fitness was huge before COVID. Home fitness was actually huge 30 or 40 years ago with Jane Fonda and DVDs and people buying oh, yeah. bikes for their houses. So home fitness has always been a big market. People have always seen the advantages. What I think COVID has done, apart from a lot of bad things, is give people an opportunity to realize just how much progress was done in home fitness and the fact that in many aspects, you can do things at home today that are as good and in some aspects even better than what you can find outside or in a gym. For instance, you know, Peloton is a great example. You can get a a great experience. Some would argue even better than a spinning class and you can do it at, at the convenience of your home and even do a class with a thousand people. Kentai hmm. provides you the experience of having a personal trainer at your home, providing real-time feedback personalized perfectly to you. Most people can't afford that, not even once a week, not to mention a few times a week. And logistically, it's typically an issue. So COVID pushed people to explore home fitness and to realize what advances were made in the past five, seven years in this market. And now they're enjoying it. And I think they will continue to enjoy home fitness even after COVID ends, which I hope happens very soon. People will have a hybrid approach where maybe a couple of times a week I go to the gym. Another time, maybe I go outside running couple more times I work out at home with Kentai or any other technology that I find interesting and relevant for me. And that's what you're going to see, I think, in the next few years. I agree. I'm totally sold on Kentai. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners will be as well. But what is the financial investment? What does it cost? 
So it's actually quite affordable in my opinion. It's $19 a month. You even get a discount if you take an annual subscription. You get all the workouts, all the trainers, all the exercise. You can use it as much as you want. Other people in your household can use it. So for, I guess, for a year, you would still pay less than one personal training session. And you can use Kentai as much as you want. Uh, And, you know, one day you can do Pilates. The other you can do high intensity or weights. Anything you want. How are you guys getting the word out about Kemtai? I know you're doing podcasts, but what other advertising and marketing are you doing? So we have some social media campaigns, as you can expect. But to be honest, we really believe in word of mouth. We think that as the product is getting better and better, more people are simply going to talk about it. I can see that more and more people are getting to us via simple search in Google because someone told them about Kemtai. We've now, we're now releasing a concept we call a challenge where I can imagine that the challenge is maybe three simple exercises, two minutes long altogether. And I do the challenge and I can see that I got a 75 and I can see my rank in the global leaderboard or how I rank with my country. I can share I can share the challenge with you and say, hey, you talk a lot about fitness. Let's see how much you can get. Let's see what you're going to score in the challenge. And those are the types of things that we prefer, where, where, where people simply enjoy it and share it with others. Strategically, that is the type of marketing that we want to do. You might call it more product-oriented marketing, where I just want people to get a chance to try Kentai, use it, and if they're happy, tell their friends about it. And that's going to be enough. I agree. I think that will be enough because Kemtai is going to sell itself. <laughs> I really believe that. Well, uh, I hope you're right. I think you're right. We still have a lot of work to make sure that you're right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Now, Mike, I run a nonprofit organization for children, right? A health organization. But can kids use the Kemtai program? Yes. Technically, at least, you know, from a certain age, Kentai picks up the, you know, the body just as well and kids can use it. It hasn't been our focus right now just because it's important, you know, to be a little more sensitive with things that you provide kids. Uh, But, you know, we love helping these types of causes. We want more kids to be active and keep their health and get good habits from a young age. And I was actually not aware that you have something like that. So I would love to learn more and we would love to provide access somehow to, 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 to your audience. So they, they'll be able to work out with Kamtai free of charge, of course, and, uh, and enjoy, uh, you know, home fitness. Well, great, great. Because I'm looking, we're looking to do some stuff, you know, for the children because most, a lot of kids are home now and, and, you know, childhood obesity is a major issue and that's what we are trying to combat. So I will send you some information through uh, Margie about what we do. And this way, perhaps we can work together on helping children to become more healthy. That would be wonderful. Now, where do you see Kim Tai in the next five years? I think we will make a lot of progress on the technology, on additional ways of adapting the workouts to your goals and to your performance, making it more effective, but also working on making it more fun 
adding more ways of really bringing to life the different trainers and the different styles, uh, supporting more types or categories of workouts, uh, whether it's you know Pilates and yoga already, but later on maybe some shadow boxing and uh, some other types. You know, a lot of people have asked us, can we help their golf swing? So again, technologically, it's definitely possible, but everything, every different category takes some attention. So we're hoping to cover more and more of the martial arts as something that's close to heart. For me, obviously, I would love to train uh, karate uh, via the application. Again, I don't see it replacing going to the dojo and working out, uh, but it can definitely help and increase your proficiency. Uh, in those uh, those categories. I can see that as well. Kim Tai is definitely uh, a game changer. I, I'll stand by that, you know, I will. <laughs> I appreciate that. How can my listeners learn more about Kim Tai? The best thing would be to go to app.kemtai.com. That's app.kemtai.com and try it out. There is a sample workout everybody can try, see what it feels like. It's a very easy workout. You could even do it in your jeans. The whole idea is to get a feel for Kentai and then decide whether you want to try it out. There's a money-back guarantee. Um, and it's very, very easy. It's a lot of fun. So just go to app.kentai.com or www.kentai.com and give it a try. Excellent, excellent. Can we follow you on social media? Yes, you can follow Kentai Virtual Fitness on Instagram. We have a Kentai user group on Facebook. You can join and follow either one of those, uh, get information from us and updates, and also connect with peers that are following us and working out with Kentai. Excellent, excellent. Mike Tellum, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks to Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure. I love talking about my job and I love talking about fitness and it's been great talking to you. I appreciate you having me. Great. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. And please don't forget to subscribe. So take care. Bye-bye.